Hello everyone, just a quick message before you delve into the backlog of the After Film School Club podcast. In the first half of 2020, we went under the name of the Above the Line podcast, since that's the website where we were exclusively based for that time. Rest assured that you listen to the right podcast now when you listen to this episode, because we've rebranded and have released all our exclusive episodes for free. So, we hope you enjoy where we started off, and continue to enjoy where we're going to go in the future. Happy listening! Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of the Above the Line podcast. What we aim to do with every episode is to highlight the work of up-and-coming filmmakers through the festival circuit, online, through streaming, on home media, and when we can eventually get back to it, the cinemas as well. We're hoping to get some filmmakers on the show to impart their expertise and advice to you all in the near future. My name is Simon Ramshaw, I'm a film critic, sometimes a filmmaker, occasionally uh, a podcaster, and your host for this podcast. And the aim of the first one, the pilot podcast, if you will, is to introduce you to the team at Above the Line. So who they are, what they do, what they've been watching, what they're looking forward to, and how good their respective tastes are. So no pressure there, guys. (laughs) Savage. Um, To start us off, we have the head honcho, Maria Caruana Galizia. How are you today, Maria? I'm very well, Simon. Thank you. Good, good. So who are you, Maria? Who are you really? I'm, oh, let's let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> so I am a producer. I work through a company called Candle and Bell uh, here in the Northeast, and I work with lots of very wonderful and talented filmmakers. Been going seven years, so I think we're still in our infancy. I think that still counts as like a young company, right? Seven years, I think so. Um, and I am part of Above the Line, um, if you're a subscriber, you see a lot of videos of me talking and hopefully in the future you'll see other producers talking because that's the whole point of Above the Line is to make it a very diverse and inclusive space um, where people can learn from lots of different experiences, not just one viewpoint. Um, and really, I set it up because I'm self-taught as a producer. I learned by making a lot of mistakes um, and I couldn't afford to go to an expensive film school. So I think there are other people like that who really just want to get stuck in and want make want to make films, um, and that's what Above the Line is is all about. And now we have a really wonderful team of people who are writing reviews, doing interviews, doing podcasts, also filming interviews, and I think we're we're starting something really um, that's going to be very beneficial to lots of people. So. That's not really about me, it's about Above the Line, but I don't really talk about myself, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are Above the Line, kind of, really, so it's it's, it's, it's one of the same. It's one of the same. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching recently, Maria? I've been watching quite a few documentaries um, because I'm working on a documentary myself, and occasionally a couple of films when I have the time. I've watched recently, I watched um, American Factory, which I thought was really I, ha- I hadn't seen it before and obviously it had a lot of award it won a lot of awards and had a lot of buzz when it came out originally um really fascinating documentary and you can find that on netflix mm. um also a big fan of his house which again netflix a really good um horror film and one film i want to also mention to people because it hasn't really been talked about but I really loved it was a film called Luxor and it was on Curzon Home Cinema 
Um, oh, is that with Andrea Riceborough? With Andrea Riceborough, yeah. And I thought oh, it was nice. such a beautiful um, sort of look into dealing with trauma and love as well. So I hopefully that's a, like a film that other people haven't heard of or the other rest of the team won't mention. So I thought I'd mention it because I really thought it was beautiful and incredibly well acted as well. Very nice. I, re- I remember that coming out round about the same time that Possessor came out. And I think Possessor was the Andrea Riseborough film that got all of the attention because it's absolutely nuts. Um, so, yeah, thank you for highlighting that one as well. Well, this is, a, yeah, the opposite. It's quite a gentle film in many ways. So. Yeah, nice. Um, what are you looking forward to this year in 2021? Oh my goodness, so many. But I'm going to like edit my list a bit. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of Chloe Zhao. I really love The Rider. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you really do need to see it. And you need to read interviews and watch interviews with her about her filmmaking process, making that film. I thought it was incredible. And obviously Nomadland came out. Uh, it was it screened, did it screen in Venice and then the BFI mm-hmm. London Film Festival. And I didn't get to see it. Um, because the tickets just go in like 10 minutes for those things mm-hmm. um, I was gutted that I didn't get to see it and I'm really really looking forward to watching that um, another film I'm absolutely dying to see is Judas and the Black Messiah by Shaka King mm-hmm. um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with it it's about the Black Panthers um, strangely I had like this um, trailer came up on Netflix and I'm very curious to see a film called The White Tiger which is a, an Indian film mm-hmm. and also because we like to talk about up and coming filmmakers I'm really looking forward to watching Centre by Prano Bailey Bond it just premiered at Sundance and Above the Line is also going to be publishing an interview with the producers of Centre so I think she's a really coming soon um, a, re- like a really talented British filmmaker and I think she has such a distinctive style in her short films and I'm looking forward to seeing what she's doing in her feature work so that's a that's a big like definitely people should look out for that film well, sounds pretty good um, and what is your favourite film? the biggest question of all oh I don't I don't. I have so many favourite films I really am not good <laughs> it'd be rude to pick one at answering those questions okay like pick, because then I start thinking oh but you know what when I was 13 I really liked The Frighteners <laughs> by Peter Jackson and I don't know if anyone's seen that film if it's like I'm just really showing my age here but it's really like worth looking is that one of his old horror ones yeah it's, about, it's got Michael J Fox in it and it's got ghosts yes oh <laughs> flashback yes sorry. I think Lucy's interested that's Lucy by the way <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you know, um, I really like uh, The Bicycle Thieves. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of Italian cinema and I really like, you know, um, R- Rome Open City again is a really beautiful film that is very special to me. City of God, which mm-hmm. I think is an incredible film as well. Um, so it just really just like depends like what mood I'm in and what genre mm-hmm. we're talking about because I don't have like one favorite film I'm yeah, sorry. That is the worst possible question, really, though, isn't it? Because like, when you get people who are as, as passionate as us, you, you've got to have at least five or six. <laughs> and I mean, if we're talking comedy, then it's like, you know, Harold and Maud, which I think is really yeah. fun. And also the best comedy ever, Legally Blonde. Yes. <laughs> it's a classic. 
you know, uh, stuff like that. So it's it's really difficult. You keep asking me this question, and I just I don't have like a definitive answer. I will never tell somebody like this should be your favorite film, because I have so many different favorite films. Very good. Very so diverse. just as a general rule, now Maria's listed like six films. We're all allowed to list like six <laughs> films. That's okay. This is good because I was getting very worried. <laughs> Sorry about that. I mean, I, I could go on because I'm really looking forward to the new Wes Anderson film. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're, you're going into my list now. Yeah. <laughs> Mine as well. <laughs> There's a documentary coming out called The Truffle Hunters, which I think would look sounds really cool because it's about people that go looking for truffles with their dogs and it's all, like, competitive about who can find the best. It. <laughs> So many films I'm looking forward to, but I will stop there. Sorry, taking up all the time. That's that's <laughs> gone to the top of my list. Just, just that <laughs> I mean, anything with a dog. That's right. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, next on my list here, we have Kevin Power. How are you, Kevin? Hi, Simon. I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Um, what's your role in Above the Line? So uh, I'll be writing for Above the Line as like a staff writer, article writer, kind of doing um, you know think tanks, reviews, um, maybe some interviews uh, further down along the line. Um, mostly highlighting uh, first-time features, or indie cinema, um, everything we stand for here at Above the Line. Very good. Core values. That's what we need. <laughs> um, what have you been watching recently? Um, so uh, recently, uh, I really enjoyed uh, Saint Francis on Netflix. Um, this kind of came up as like you know when you're on Netflix and you see your browser and the trailer starts playing and you're like, wait a minute, no, stop! But that looks good and I don't want you to spoil it. So I <laughs> quickly threw it on and I really loved it. Um, it kind of gave me um, Little Miss Sunshine vibes. It was like a joy Ooh. to watch from start to finish, and um, I really, really can't recommend it enough. Um, uh, I've also watched uh, Midnight Sky on Netflix, um, which was the George Clooney directed sci-fi. Uh, mm-hmm. It was good. Um, I think it was kind of uh, maybe when you've seen one sci-fi, you've kind of seen them all. Is that a controversial, <laughs> controversial topic? Not at all. I thought that <laughs> film was a composite of all the sci-fi films I'd ever seen in my life. So uh... I think yeah. Once you have watched enough of them, I think you kind of see the formula and the the, yeah. the twist was very very uh, projected. So um, it was still enjoyable, <laughs> but. Um, Maybe, maybe a little bit predictable and uh, I'm finally getting around to watching Breaking Bad uh, it's been wow. a decade of people telling me to watch Breaking Bad and I'm finally doing it I'm halfway through season 3 and I am loving it nice. um, it's taken me about 10 years that'll happen people will tell me you know here's a box set and I'm like I can't start something that has 6 seasons like I'm just not that type of person but um, now that I finally have I can see why everyone was telling me to do it it's Oh yeah, pretty great. <laughs> the best is yet to come as well. Yes, uh, I, I think seasons four and five are the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely. I'm noticing it's getting better by season, so I'm loving three the most, and like yeah, four will probably knock my socks off again. <laughs> yeah, amazing show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking forward to cinematically um, this year? So uh, top of my list is Dune. Obviously, I'm a, yeah. sorry. I, I'm probably preempting everyone's list here. <laughs> <laughs> um, a massive Denis Villeneuve fan, and I, I kind of have a like a love hate relationship with the book. I've been also like Breaking Bad. I've been trying to read Dune for ten years. <laughs> I think I, I bought it, bought it in college, and like it's the biggest hardback you've ever seen. And I think I pick it up once a year, and I read the next few chapters. <laughs> so that's 
that's how I'm getting through Dune, but I, I, I do love Denis Villeneuve and I have enjoyed the bits of Dune that I've read, so I can't un- imagine why I won't love the film <laughs> when it finally have does come out. Have you seen David Lynch's Dune? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? In its um, own way. <laughs> yeah, like it, it kind of has its own kind of charm to it. And, you know, it, it did yeah. better for, you know, give us Cal McLaughlin, of course. So, like, you can't, you know, fault it for that. I love <laughs> how, like... Bring up Lynch. Yeah, I mean, I love how polite Kevin is when he's saying, like, nah, it was bad, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got a charm. Like, the first time I saw it, I was, like, too young and I didn't really understand what was going on. But then, like, after yeah, you watch Twin Peaks and things, it kind of, you know, it has its own lexicon in the Lynch universe. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's his worst film, but when you make non-stop bangers, you know, what, <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and what is your favourite film? Or what are your top five or six favorite <laughs> um so i i think what i said on the little questionnaire that we did for the website was moonlight so i'm, I'm gonna stick with moonlight nice. um I, I didn't really know what to expect when i saw moonlight and i left the cinema like completely shook um just like the whole narrative structure of it where like you're taken through this life of a person almost from start to finish but it's more so like you know child to adult um i just loved it and i really thought I hadn't seen anything like it so honest as well um, and it's really stuck with me ever since I've seen it but like Maria said like I think uh, I have probably a favorite in every genre and to pick one you know is quite difficult like I love Children of Men as well and I can't think of two films that are like more tonally different than those <laughs> and also Little Miss Sunshine so you know there's a whole spectrum of happiness there <laughs> it's a nice trifecta there <laughs> very nice thank you Kevin uh, next on the roster, we have Lucy Rose. How are you, Lucy? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I am good. <laughs> Thank you for asking, Lucy. <laughs> um, who are you and what do you do at Above the Line? Uh, so I am the editor slash person trying to be funny on socials. Um, and, and succeeding. <laughs> on, there's Don't a great, beat yourself up. There's a great pun coming up this week. I'm really excited for it to drop. <laughs> like, you have no idea. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that's what I do, slash moral support um, and uh, chat instigator, um, just like posting memes in the chat. But that's, yeah, that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> but you also make films. Yes. For yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, their flagship movie at the moment, which is screening at London Shorts Film Festival. <laughs> Yeah. Should not be downplayed. So I do so. that as well, but like it is on par with like how funny the memes are, I think. Like <laughs> the memes are like top quality, <laughs> can't be ignored, so. Yeah, they they uh, also yeah. make the horror much more bearable, so. Indeed, indeed. Two sides of the same coin there. Yeah. What have you been watching recently, Lucy? Um. So as y'all were talking i was going back through my letterbox to try and find something noteworthy because over christmas i watched all of national treasure one and two Uh, (laughs) and uh i've also to be honest like my main thing purely so i watched your film the farm which was really good hey Um, thank you it's all right i loved it (laughs) identity crisis like hard relate um and uh yeah no so i watched weirdly i was watching something and james spader spoke and then like after that i was like okay i need to watch everything that james spader's ever been in (laughs) that's what i've been doing over the last sort of two weeks his voice is amazing like i actually love his voice so much like he's just got so much gravitas on screen um so yeah i've been watching like 
been making my way through. Um, it's been really fun and I've loved listening to him talk to me, not personally, <laughs> through over the month. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched Crash yet? Yeah. It's an interesting film. Yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's yeah. It, honestly, like one of the most hilarious things is putting someone asexual in front of a film like that because it just, I shriveled up like a little, <laughs> like I don't know. I was just like, this is not a film that I'm supposed to be watching. <laughs> I don't think it's a film that anybody's supposed to be watching, <laughs> particularly. I actually watched the remaster of it in between Christmas and New Year, and I was like, mm, should I make Crashmas a thing? <laughs> Uh, like like a yearly tradition, <laughs> just so I can wrap my mind around it. But um, yeah. let's see if that takes off. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what are you looking forward to in 2021? The Conjuring Free. Um, Get in. Yeah, of course. Love The Conjuring. Like, I honestly think it's just it's not the best film ever, but it is. Like, I'm just really excited. <laughs> I love Patrick Wilson, and I just think everything he does is great, and he embodies greatness, and this is fine. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's like the main one, really, because t to be honest, like for the last three weeks, I have been like on a very strict writing schedule, so I haven't. Like, you can probably tell, like, I'm on edge in a social situation right now because I've forgotten how to talk to people. So I haven't <laughs> been looking at news and, like, I don't know what's coming out and I know that makes me a very bad filmmaker. <laughs> well, technically nothing is coming out, really. This is mm. true. Because everything keeps getting shifted around, so... Mm. Yeah. Just look into the crystal ball of the endless future that we yeah. have ahead of us. <laughs> pick one out of the ether. It's true. So but, the yeah, Country Free is a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's just the easiest one. Like, I know I've always say this, but it's actually true. Whenever I've had a bad day, I just put the conjuring on, like wrap up in a blankie <laughs> with a cup of tea and put the conjuring on. Cause it's just like, I don't know. Like it gives me the same vibes as Love Actually or like the vibes that Love Actually should give me are the vibes that I get from the conjuring. I think that's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is going to make people feel warm and fuzzy inside. And It's all about family. Like, you know, and love. It's like, a good family story. <laughs> to be fair, like The Conjuring is the film I think I watch a lot. Like it taught me how to make horror films. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if you like break it down, scene and shot by shot, and everything mm -hmm. is so well crafted. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to Conjuring Three, and I applaud this choice, Lucy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I could say in terms of like what I'm looking forward to, as in like possibilities. Like we know that Legally Blonde Three is on the horizon. We're no looking way, forward is to it this. really? Yes, yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to wow. Princess Diaries Three. <laughs> you know, this is also That's on the thing horizon. As well. Yeah. Craggy. I know. So wow. the future is bright, guys. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's made my day slightly better so so thank you for that lucy um give us a selection of your favorite films if you can right so um right okay this is actually like people never expect me to say this but i freaking love spirited away i think spirited away is one of the most nice. beautiful effing films i've ever seen every time <laughs> i watch it I've, i feel like i don't know like an adult person like I'm always like I like I don't know like that journey from childhood to adulthood that she takes and like learning her identity amidst all the chaos I was just like yeah like that's 2020 like I get it um <laughs> but um I really love that film I think it's just it's like poetic and it's dark um and it, 
I also watched it when I was like nine and it just really like I thought it was a horror when I first watched it. <laughs> it is really scary. That's <laughs> worth seeing. Your hands turn into the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think it's great. And I just think it's kind of absurd. And like, I really love it. Um, I'm just going to quickly check my letterboxed. <laughs> my mind's gone blank. Um, what is my favourite film, Letterboxd? <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Okay. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. The Innocence. Okay, so this is Maria's oh, fault. Oh, yeah. Because Maria was like, okay, so you'll really love this film. Have you seen it? And I was like, no, I've never heard of that before. And mm. she's like, go watch it. And I watched it and it's like changed my life. I watch it like every week now. Um, <laughs> it is just, I, I say this. It's a lot of creepy children. Yeah. yeah like, like watching that film once a week. It, honestly, it is. Like, oh, I honestly, it makes me hate kids actually. Because every time I see one, I'm like, ah, oh, you <laughs> don't want to be around you. Um <laughs> But I just think it's spoilers a great movie. for the innocent. Yeah, I know. Oh, sugar girl, you can beep it out there, right? In the <laughs> in the edit. Um, I just think it's great, and I I like I'm a massive lover of like the gothic roots, like where the gothic genre came from in the mid 1700s. It kind of basically it didn't pop up, but it, the first book that was a gothic book came out in the mid 1700s, and I just mm. think that the genre as it as it came to life has not been like translated to screen as well as that film and like that's pretty it good is my aim in life yeah. to to bring that the roots of gothic to life as it <laughs> as it is as it could be in like the bigger world that's another coming soon for you then yes big <laughs> let's, challenge let's see where that one goes big shoes yeah. to fill but <laughs> i plan to do it i will do it <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can 100% um, get behind the innocence as well because you actually turned me onto that. I'd had the DVD for years at that point, it's and so then good. I finally did get to see. It and I sat down with my mother. It was near Christmas, <laughs> um, and we both just sat there, not really knowing anything about it, and we just walked away completely traumatized. Yeah, I've got to say last as well, ten seconds because it, it has to come horrible. up because the haunting of Bly Manor was like, mm. I was quite disappointed by it. I think that's every, I mean, specifically Kevin and Jack uh, Keating have been victim to my rants about <laughs> Bly Manor, like at length, because I just feel that the innocent adaption of the Henry James tale was like such a brilliant way of bringing that story to life. And like mm -hmm. the Bly Manor version did, but it also was like, oh, and this Henry James story and this Henry James story and this one and this one and this one. And it was just a bit of pun to the gothic genre. It was a bit of a Frankenstein's monster, in my opinion. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bringing it full circle. Um, and then my last favorite film, Oh, there's so many. Okay, no. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, not going to go into it because I'll talk about it forever. Uh, the original Haunting of Hill House, which is just absolutely, mm -hmm. like, it's like terror incarnate. And technically, it is not a film, but it is because it was filmed and then released in cinemas, but the National Theatre version of Jane Eyre, which is the best version of Jane Eyre that exists. Like, that counts. Movie. That checks out. Barber novel, <laughs> obviously, which is... <laughs> I'm done now, sorry. <laughs> Very nice. So Lucy likes gothic movies. We know that much. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much, Lucy. Next, we have the first of our two Jacks. Oh, this yes. It's going to get confusing. <laughs> so we've gone, first of all, with the one first in the alphabet. So we have Jack Davidson. How are uh, you, Jack? Hello. I'm doing good. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> Wonderful. Rocking that, that haircut. Yeah, it's getting long. It's getting long. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do at Above the Line? All oh, right. Um, well, at Above the Line, my job is mainly to help with the filming of the episodes. 
and bounce a few ideas here and there. <laughs> nice. Uh, what have you been watching? Oh, well, I've been watching a few things, actually. I've been on a bit of a rewatch uh, thing. You know how your tastes change over time. And I thought, a Christmas, I'm not going to watch a Christmas. I'm going to try rewatch like things that meant a lot to me. Um, so I checked mm-hmm. out uh, Treasure Planet again. And yes! like, yes! oh my God, like, I was just, yeah. Um, so like that for me is so special. Like we used to go on holiday to Scarborough in February for no reason, apart from like to be in the rain and be, you know, <laughs> um, just be on the seaside, I guess. But it was just one of them family memories. But there was a really old like art deco cinema there that nobody would go to on the seafront. And um, we went and it was just us there uh, when I was, I must've been five. So it was like this really like special moment, like where I felt like I had, well, I did have the whole cinema to myself and like it transported me. And ever since then, I always come back to it. And I feel like a bit like that kid in the cinema again, you know? Um, mm. So it's, it's been quite interesting trying to delve into like my favorites again. <laughs> That film yeah. slaps, though. Like, it yeah. does. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, like, the, the montage up there with the Mulan montage, best animated montages, you know, um, the Come a lot. <laughs> just, honestly, you just weep a lot when you watch that film. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not perfect, but it's perfect to me kind of thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as well, I've been doing something a bit different. I've been um, trying to get, watching as many VR films as I can. Um, Because I've got a PlayStation headset, like I'm looking into getting the Oculus purely because it's wireless and it's a lot more accessible for watching online content. But it's just really strange, like watching a documentary where you kind of have the agency to look around a space. Um, So there was a really interesting one um, about, I think it's a class that they do to connect prisoners in a jail to the outside world. So it's called Step to the Line. and it's sort of like this exercise as well as like a tour of the prison. And um, it's where people who maybe have preset opinions and prisoners who have opinions of the visitors sort of stand and they have to step towards the line um, if they say ever heard gunshots in their neighborhood or something like that. Um, but you feel like you're a part of it because you're in this space as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that was really interesting. And then I've been watching a load of like the movie. Te- so like it and The Conjuring have vr experiences um they're a bit gimmicky but they're still quite fun um so like you'll be in the sewage thing and it'll be coming towards you and the balloons start popping and stuff like it's great for reactions though because i always like filling my dad i'm like dad watch this it's not that bad <laughs> and he gets like jump scared <laughs> from behind <laughs> that's evil have you have you done the twin peaks one no no not yet I, th- I think there's a twin peaks one out there okay um second excuse to bring it, up lynch yeah <laughs> yeah this is if you listen to my other podcast invasion of the podcasters then you will know that i bring up david lynch on every conceivable yeah. occasion if you got a david lynch alert like a little <laughs> a little buzzy complaint yes. yeah we need to get little, little david lynch yeah. train warning lynch time <laughs> oh, that I, sounds... I should have like a swear box where i just sort of put a pound in every time I yeah yeah definitely just <laughs> use twin peaks as a crutch but um <laughs> yes uh I, that might not actually exist but i think i did see a twin peaks vr experience mm-hmm. a few years ago just after the return finished yeah, it does awesome. ring a bell i think it might have been like in the yeah. red room or something like the yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely some black lodge activity going on right yeah now, so um because i just got um a little 360 camera so i'm like toying with what is actually possible 
um, mm-hmm. in the realms of that. I think horror obviously lends itself a lot. Like there was one where you're just standing in a cornfield and there's things coming in and out of the cornfield towards you. But some of the narratives, like it's still working the kinks out a little bit. Like they'll move the camera, yeah. but you'd be facing the wall instead of the action. You've got to like turn around in your chair. It's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> but it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> Well, Jack's our pioneer. He's uh, going into I suppose, the yeah, that's format like the, of cinema. The tech side of it, the VR. <laughs> Is there any VR content that you're looking forward to, or are there any regular films? That yeah, you're um, to? It's, it's it's an interesting one. Like with the VR stuff, there's not really like I don't even know where I'd go to find it. Just appears on my apps on my PlayStation. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for films in general. I've kind of been so busy lately, um, like I've been doing some um, shooting for the university, like for all of their classes. So I don't, I haven't checked anything. Like I was, I was trying to look up some films and I was like, no, I'm just going to admit that I'm um, being a bit retrospective. Like I'm trying to rewatch all the things that I've missed. Um, so like the Criterion Collection, I've been picking some up, like I've got Stalker to watch um, some <gasps> Kurosawa films because nice. I haven't seen any. I've got all of Hitchcock's films to watch. Um, wow. So I'm like trying to, you know, educate myself a little bit because I'm quite, quite modern, and I should be way more classical because there's a there's a lot to love with old school. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, actually, I'm I'm get, sorry, I'm just going to interject here and mm-hmm. say that Stalker is my favorite film. So mm. at the end of well, actually, sorry, that's the one that I say when I want to sound smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've been wanting to watch it for a long time because I think it's like a big inspiration to Fallout and uh, those other kinds of like yeah. post-apocalyptic things. Like that was mm-hmm. a game that I grew up with. So like a man and his dog is something else, isn't it? I don't know. It might just yeah. be. Um, but yeah, I really like the, the setting of it, you know. Um, it mm-hmm. seems really cool, but it's just the length. Like often I come home from work and I'm like, I'll just watch an <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so bad but, but so then you good. end up watching like 20 of those you're right by that yeah. point I could have watched yeah. Stalker so I need to you know <laughs> yeah honestly it's it's the fastest 163 minutes hmm. ever despite good having kids. like every shot lasts like 10 minutes it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's got like like barely any shots in this like three hour movie <laughs> And wasn't yeah. the production like That's famously so like fraught with like danger at every turn as well? Like I think <laughs> they ran sure out of killed Tarkovsky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I, it's meant I, to be. I love those films that have like tons of like documentary footage about just like what a nightmare they were to make, and you would never know that when you watch the final mm-hmm. product. You know, like behind the camera, everyone is like cursing their daily lives. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have to reshoot the whole movie? Yeah, sure. I, well, like, I think, yeah, I think like there was a fire versions. or something. I, don't, I don't, yeah. could be wrong on that, but I think a lot of the original footage was lost, so they did start again. Yeah, I remember hearing something about a scene where they were burning a house down. I mean, I don't know if this is correct, but the camera jammed. Oh, that's the sacrifice. Yeah, is, is, is yeah. that a sacrifice? Oh, yeah. So they were yeah. like, "Oops, <laughs> oh dear." There's there's some great footage. There's a documentary called directed by Andrei Tarkovsky. Mm-hmm. It's of of him shooting the sacrifice. And the look on his face when the, I, th- oh, I think it's man. like the first day, so he has to go up to him and go, yeah, <laughs> well, Ooh. that was a false take. <laughs> <laughs> Just the colour drains out of his face, man. Okay, but doesn't that make you feel better about every mistake you've ever made on a film set, though? <laughs> At least yes. it's not ours, yeah. <laughs> this is why we look to Tarkovsky in everything, I think. <laughs> um... What 
is your favorite film? Yeah, um, other than I've Treasure Planet. I've jotted a few down. Like it's for me. Like obviously, you've got like the Lord of the Rings and things that are the top of the top. Like that easily could be my favorite. But I've kind of mm-hmm. wrote down the things that like hit my soul different. You know, like the things that you always come back to. Um, so I really like uh, Lost in Translation, um, Blue Valentine, Moonrise Kingdom, uh, Spirited Away. Um, Treasure, oh, you big softy. <laughs> Treasure Planet, like, you know, Bombay Beach I really like is uh, the documentary. Like, that's been a big inspiration for my own work, I would say. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's kind of like a little... I mean, they're all kind of about love in a way, I guess, um, and relationships, which is... I don't know what that says about me, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, those are the ones that, that I kind of feel myself drawn to. Like, Lucy, how you were saying about feeling comfortable uh, watching The Conjuring. Like, yeah. I watch Blue Valentine and I'm like, ah, yes, blissful, alone. <laughs> like, it, it, like, somehow makes me feel okay that everything may end and that it's yeah. all a big mess, you know? It's mm-hmm. one of those. <laughs> Hard really. I honestly, I know what you mean. I'm like, do you know what? I'm sat here on the couch with my cup of tea, but at least Bathsheba's not haunting me. Like, mm-hmm. it could be so much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess, yeah, that's that's my little comfort blanket set of films that I would say, like, if you have to say a favourite, it's something that kind of moves you a bit more than anything else. Yeah. So that's kind of what makes us tick. <laughs> Very nice. Nice selection. And last but not least, we also have the other Jack, Jack Keating. Hello. Who I'm going to refer to as Keating upon his request (laughs) so who are you Keating who are you so I am Jack the Keating variety (laughs) (laughs) I am I'm going to be doing similar things um, to Kevin really so I'm going to be writing um, I'm going to be writing articles uh, hopefully doing interviews um, all about sort of upcoming movies uh, hopefully of the indie variety um, or first time features and I'm going to be talking about short films as well um, yeah, all that good stuff. Very good, very good. What have you been watching recently? Well, the last like two or three days, I've been um, going through like the London Short Film Festival. Uh, so Same. yeah, with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we... Yeah, pretty much like in sync to at least like ten minute windows of one another. Literally, yeah. You're just like, like oh God, messaging me saying, "Oh, I've just watched this." Oh, yep. Yeah, I love a, this. A... <laughs> That's like a mate day. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah. So I, my brain is like scrambled eggs right now because I feel like I've consumed about a hundred short films. Mm, uh, yeah. I actually think next on the list is uh, is Lucy's short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is literally next up in the uh, in the dates, but. Um, but yeah, there's uh, been some good standouts there. Um, Returning by Lucy Bridger, that stood out to me. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an absolute fever dream of a short called uh, Dwelling by Ben Fox. And um, and one that I know you're a big fan of, Simon, uh, was the Vertigo AI mm. one, which was... Best film I've seen this year, hands down. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know the year is young, but... I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. Literally, because it is directed by an AI. It's mental. And I have not seen yeah. it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's that is very much like a fever dream. That is, yeah. <laughs> it's like horribly distorted, blurred faces, and and you can make out the Golden Gate Bridge from Vertigo. Like mm-hmm. it's oh, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. But um, sludgy Jimmy Stewart is is definitely a look. Yeah, yeah. literally, with a, like a melting steering wheel in his hands. And, yeah. So good. So did so it cut good. the film? Like, did it make its own edit by watching it like fifty times or something? Yeah, 
that's literally it so they, they was it 20 times i think they showed it 20 times mm. and then i think they had like terabytes and terabytes of footage what? left over but i think what the director's done i think the director's called chris peters is that he sort of like hacked little bits of it out mm-hmm. to make it into what you see i mean you know i would watch a four-hour cut of that <laughs> yeah it's uh, bonkers okay well actually maybe four hours is pushing it but i would watch a longer version yeah um <laughs> But, but yeah, but yeah. Other than that, I do I've want to talk um, about that on another podcast, like, like on another episode, like in detail, because I think I think it's it's genius. It's I love things that respond to Vertigo, like Twin Peaks res- response to Vertigo, particularly in its second season, and it's very strange, terrifying way. Body Double is like a pony remix of Rear Window and Vertigo, just sort of like mashed together just yeah sorry i'll stop gushing uh, i should hand the <laughs> i should hand the question back over to you do so. you and um do you and david lynch need to be alone for a minute <laughs> it's lynch time I, I think so i think so i mean i mean i did watch a razor head again last night because it was david lynch's 75th birthday so i thought oh, you know yes. what? I'm, I'm i'm gonna toast the big man here God, I haven't that. seen oh, it, Simon. By watching his debut. Mm-hmm. Sorry? I haven't seen it. Oh. I'm so- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to... Davidson. Hey, you know, I need a classical education here. Like, give me some recommendations. <laughs> Eraserhead. Oh. Why Eraserhead, Simon? Is that, your, is that your favourite Lynch? Is it my favourite Lynch? Mm-hmm. Did you say sorry? No. Um, well, Twin Peaks The Return is, I think. But, like, in terms of films, I'm probably going to say Wild at Heart. Because I really love <laughs> Nicolas Cage, so... That's that's it. Basically. That's so, top and bottom of it. So you get Sorry. why I rewatched National Treasure over Christmas then and you're not gonna judge me for 100%. that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Particularly for his um horrendous English accent in the second one. Oh, the thing where he's yeah, in Buckingham Palace. Oh yeah. amazing. Going to detain a blighter for enjoying his whiskey. <laughs> that it's is wonderful. Cinema. That it is, is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack. It's Sorry. quite alright. What have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it for Nick Cage and David Lynch. I'll, I'll accept yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Free but, pass. but other than that, I've been um, I've been going back and um, trying to fill in my gaps of knowledge in terms of silent film. So I've been I watched uh, The Passion of Joan of Arc, which was incredible. It was yeah. really, really moving. Like really moving. Um, that and the opposite end of that was obviously like Buster Keaton, which I am loving. Like it's just proper <laughs> turn your brain off, like, and it's really funny. I wasn't expecting it a film that was made a hundred years ago to be that funny. Like, mm. like the general, oh, perfect. But, um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been watching recently. Nice, very eclectic. Yeah, like as <laughs> as modern and as old as you can get. Really. Yeah, literally. <laughs> What are you looking forward to? I know you've been kind of groaning throughout the episode so far because everybody else has been... Right, what do I have left that's not been mentioned? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, Sound of Metal, the UK release of that. I'm really, Mm -hmm. really excited about that, about a metal drummer who uh, starts losing his hearing. Looks really, really good. Uh, Is that also known as Mogul Mowgli? No, but they are two uh, musically-themed films in which Riz Ahmed becomes ill. Oh. It were released in 2020, so 
yeah, you, you're barking up the right tree, but they are two different movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. Uh, what have I got left? Uh, Last night in Soho by. Um, oh my Edgar god, Ray? that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, and there's thoughts that there might be a new Paul Thomas Anderson movie coming out, and I am yeah. a massive, massive um, fan of him. Like, and I know shooting's wrapped up for it. So yeah, really, really excited for that. One of the funniest things that I ever had as an encounter with Jack is he was going on about something called PTA. And to me, as like just a Brit, <laughs> I was like PTA, yeah, like as in like pe- like school. And I was like, <laughs> what are you on about? And he was just like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson. And I was like, I had no idea that this was something that he went by. <laughs> Do the schools know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's, he's kind of taken it from them I think in, yeah. in terms of uh, the most famous thing associated with that acronym yeah. <laughs> so good for him yeah, good for him <laughs> what is your favourite film Mr Keating oh well it changes weekly but uh, <laughs> at the moment I love The Master by Paul Thomas Anderson PTA um yeah, really, really incredible. Took me like it's one of those ones that proves that rewatches can be like mm. essential. Because the first time I watched it, I liked it but didn't love it. And then the second time I watched it, I literally fell head over heels for it. Um, just a movie about uh, a war veteran coming back from World War Two, um, who's been left behind by the system and happens to fall into a Scientology esque cult, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful it's really really amazing but yeah other than that um, I love The Shining because I love horror and I feel like that's just like for me it's like as the benchmark like yeah um, and yeah it's just impacted how horror horrors are told so much I think um, like Robert Eggers has said that he bases a lot of his stories around like how The Shining basically influenced the way he tells stories um which leads me into my next favourite film, The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, mental. Um, yeah, really, really amazing. But yeah, other than that, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, if I need mm. a good cry. No There's happy the movies one. here, yeah. buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Misery only. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think The Lighthouse is um, funnier than it is scary. True. True, and there's so there's humour in the master it, as well. Yeah, there's even fart I mean, jokes. Yeah, in that it. is that is deeply deeply sad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. yeah, very nice, nice selections. Thank you. Um, I've just realised I haven't really talked about. I mean, I have talked about who I am and what I do, but uh, what have I been watching recently? <laughs> really? Should I what interview you myself? Simon, tell us a bit about it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Jack. <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been watching lots of London short film festival content. Um, again, I feel like my eyeballs are kind of bleeding out of my head with it, but you know, um, it's 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 quite nice. There've been a really strong selection of uh, movies so far, so I think we're on. Like I said, we're only halfway through, so uh, let's see where we go with that. Um, what have I been watching? 
Eraserhead, of course. You know what? I have I have already talked about this already, so I'm just going <laughs> to sort of skip over that. Tell us about your um, hopes and dreams for 2021. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, like I said, I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land finally coming out, which is Sion Sono's first English language movie. I think it was originally pitched as like a mix between Escape from New York and like just ghost movies like originally the 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 concept of it was Nicolas Cage has to go and rescue the president's daughter or something he goes into this post-apocalyptic yes, land <laughs> of course of course um but while he does that um he's basically dressed in skin tight lycra with like bombs attached to all of his joints and Sold. stuff <laughs> yeah, like what more do you need this from a major motion picture? This is the kind of social realism I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> Little bit of escapism never hurt anybody, Maria. <laughs> have you, um, Simon? Have you heard the rumours of a National Treasure Three? I have. Yeah. I have. Another, I'm very much looking forward to another it. Another Nick. I feel like he's having another day in the sun, and I love it personally. So. <laughs> yeah. Picked off by Mandy. Yeah, He's just yeah, been making better and better content <laughs> yeah. since, so good for him. Um, there's also another Nicolas Cage film, which I'm not really looking forward to as much, but it's called Willy's Wonderland. It's it's basically Five Nights at Freddy's, but with Nicolas Cage. All right. Oh. I feel like so, this is becoming the Nicolas Cage Cage podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll 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 bring it back. I'll bring it back by talking about something that's a bit more down to earth. Uh, I think Ben Wheatley made a film um, during lockdown called In the Earth, which is him returning to his, you know, pagan cult horror roots that he you know defined so well with Kill List, but then really took it to the outer reaches with stuff like A Field in England. So. I'm hoping that's going to be good. Both of those, sorry, so Prisoners of the Ghost Land and In the Earth are both premiering at Sundance, hmm. which I don't think we'll be able to get access to in, over here in the UK. But nonetheless, if they are good enough, I hope that they will see the light of day over here sooner rather than later. Um, my favourite film, I said if I'm trying to sound clever, which I'm obviously not, um, it's Stalker. <laughs> If I'm trying to sound cool, it's Drive. So, again, a big Gosling fan, but I still can't bring myself to watch Blue Valentine because it just looks too... Sad. Painful. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> After a couple of heartbreaks, it feels reaffirming. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you a therapy bill. If, yeah, if yeah, not. that is. That's it, you know, films. Stick it on. The invoice is in the post, mate. Um, but if I'm not trying to be cool or clever I'll just say Hot Fuzz because I think it's a perfect comedy mm -hmm. every gag is funny it just does everything that it needs to do gets in and out a <laughs> comfort movie if I ever saw one so hard agree <laughs> very nice very nice yeah so that's me um, does anybody else have any comments before we wrap up our very first episode I'm going to say no, because if I say anything, it'll go off into like a whole tangent. So just no. Well, we might have a bonus episode coming up yeah. in the future. But just know. so you guys know, after this is finished, I have comments that I want to make. <laughs> notes. Script notes. notes. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, 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 we'll keep recording for that, just so the listeners can know what no. will be better. <laughs> <laughs> But no, for real. Um, just to give you a little taster of what's coming up, we are going to be uh, 
giving you our highlights from the London Shorts Film Festival uh, on the date of recording today, which is the 21st of January 2021. We are just over halfway through the festival, so we'll be giving you a retrospective roundup of the best of the fest. Um, we've also got a lot more planned too, so do keep tuned in to our social media platforms on Twitter. So there, we're at, at above the line underscore CB and on Instagram, above the line dot CB. So follow those to hear more announcements in the coming weeks and months. But until then, thank you very much to my esteemed colleagues here. We're going to do great stuff in the future, I'm sure. And thank you very much to you, the listener, for listening. So, bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> thank you.